Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. All right, let's get started here. Today's daf is Chafa Aleph 21. We have four sections in today's daf. So first, we're going to really elaborate and continue on which our to- topic of yesterday, this concept of vinasan. So part of the requirement of vinasan that the husband has to fulfill is that he has to give the woman something. So we're going to have two unique cases of Rava, and we're going to discuss them, two unique forms of giving that would still constitute an effective get. The second case, the second part of the Gemara today, we're going to discuss the issue of writing it on the hand of a slave or the horn of a cow, and then cutting that off, what the issue there potentially could be. The third section, we're going to analyze the Machlekes Rabbanan and Rabbi Yisaglili. Rabbi Yisaglili disqualified the gitin that are written on food or um, Ruach Hayim. And then the fourth section is going to be a new Mishnah. We'll see the issue of Mechober Lekarka, writing it on something attached to the ground, and then the other, uh, by extension, the other topics that relate to that. So let's begin. Chaf Aleph Mud Aleph. We are starting Amar Rava, about seven lines down the page. Six lines down the page. Amar Rava. So the Gemara here is going to tell us two chidushim in the concept of Vinasan. We know the Torah says, Vinasan biyada. When a man divorces his wife, he has to give the get into her hand. He has to place it into her hand. So the Gemara here is going to tell us, Rava is going to tell us two cases that although at first glance they may not look like he's giving it to her, they do constitute an act of giving. So let me just uh, explain outside the first case. The first case is as follows. The husband takes his get that he's about to give this woman, his wife, he puts it in the hands of his Evid Kenani, and then he transfers ownership of the Evid Kenani to the woman. So one could argue he didn't give it to her. The Evid Kenani, by virtue of being her property, acquires it for her, but he didn't give that to her. But says Rava, the first Chiddush Rava is going to say is, is that since that Evet Kenani went from the husband's Rishos to her Rishos, so we employ a concept here called Gita V'yada or Gita V'chatzera Bo'en Ke'achas. Gita V'chatzera Bo'en Ke'achas means she acquires the, it's not a Chatzer in this case, but she acquires her Evet or her courtyard and her Get simultaneously. And therefore it says if the husband is fulfilling Venasan and giving her the Get directly. The second case we're going to have, I'll just tell you outside and then we'll go through them. The second chiddush we're going to have is where he puts a get in his courtyard and then he transfers ownership of his courtyard to her. So it's a similar concept and that's also going to be effective with gita v'chatzera bo'in ke'achas. That this transfer of the get that she's acquiring as well as the courtyard that it's sitting in happen at the same time. So let's see this inside now. Amar Rava says Rava. If the husband wrote a get for his wife and he placed it in the hands of his Eved Kenani, and the Mepharshim speak out, an Eved Kenani cannot act as a shliach. So this is certainly not working through shlichus. 
Meaning, you could have shlichus in certain scenarios where I can give something to someone else, then they, they acquire, but avadim kinanim are not included in that, and therefore, it can't acquire this get for the isha. But then, because of lashtar matan alav, he writes for his wife a secondary document, which is a gifting document of the slave for the woman to acquire. So kinaasu usmumiskareshisbo. She acquires the slave, and by virtue of the slave holding on to this document, the slave's like her property now. So she acquires the slave, the like her chatzer, and the get at the same time, that's considered venasa. So the Gemara says, wait a second. Vamai, how could this be? It's true there is a general concept that chatzer shall adam kanaloi, that a person's courtyard acquires for them. Kinyan chatzer, and a slave is like a courtyard, so that should work. But the problem is, the slave is a person, and a person can move. And we have a rule which Rava himself paskins above Mitziah, chatzer ma'aleches he, that the slave is considered a moving courtyard, the chatzer ma'aleches laikana. And there is a yesod that Rava himself paskins above Mitziah, that a moving courtyard cannot acquire for a person. So how does this work if he's a, he's a person, he's a moving courtyard? So perhaps you'll say, maybe you'll say the reason he could acquire the get on behalf of his new uh, is it mistress, his new owner. Mistress has another connotation, so I don't know what the word is. Mistress? I don't know. How, maybe, maybe, how do you know? Maybe the pshat is, maybe it's because he's standing still. So maybe if the evid is standing not still, he's not moving, so that's not mahaleches. So the Gemara says the problem with that is Rava himself says, If any situation that if he could move, it wouldn't be a, a, a full acquisition. So whether he stands or he sits, it's also not an acquisition. I mean, so long as he has the capacity to move, which would disqualify the transaction. So even if he doesn't, he's standing still, it would still disqualify the transaction. So the Gemara answers, The halacha is, when would Rava say this is effective? If the slave is tied up. So if the slave is tied up, and the master transfers ownership of the slave to the Isha, so now what happens is, the slave doesn't have the ability to move. Transferring now, she has to take possession? She has to own it. But now the point is, is that in such a scenario, since the slave cannot move, that's not an issue of chatzar ma'aleches. If he has the ability still to move, chatzar ma'aleches, you wouldn't acquire the slave and not the get. But now that he doesn't have the ability to move because the slave is bound, now she acquires the slave and thereby the get that the slave is holding. Morning. That's case number one for the day. Amar Ravas Ravas has a similar chiddush. Number two. If the husband writes a get and he puts it in his courtyard, and then he writes a document of gifting the field to his wife. So again, she acquires the field and she's divorced with a document that's sitting in the field because she acquires the document, the get, as the field is Kenyan Chatzar for her. The Gemara now says, okay, but now these are the same chiddush twice. Why do you need both chidushim, where the she acquires the slave and her get, and she acquires the field and the get? What's the necessity of both chidushim? Vitzricha. So the Gemara says you need both chidushim. If you only had the first case of the Evid, and you'd say that it's effective in that case where she acquires the slave and she acquires the get because the slave is holding it. I may have said, specifically by Evid, is it, is it so effective? But regarding the case of Chatzar, 
perhaps you should say it's not effective in the case of Chatzer because you have to make a Gezeira for Chatzera Haba'a Mikan for a courtyard that comes from a third party. So Rashi explains, what, what is that case? That case is as follows. The husband writes a get for his wife and he puts the get in a third party's uh, uh, property. Another guy's property. And then the third party sells that property to his wife. Now in this case, it's Pasha, she's not... What? The first guy's wife. The first guy's wife. In this case, it's Pasha, she's not divorced because it's not her courtyard originally. And who's giving it to her? That third party, not her husband. That's for sure not a kiyom, a fulfillment of the nasan, of the husband giving it. So you may have thought, when the husband puts it in his own property and transfers ownership, maybe we should make a gezerah and say, that's not effective, because if you say that's effective, maybe you'll think if it's a third party's property, it's also effective. But a third party's property is certainly not. So the chiddush of Rava, in the second case of Rava is, kamash malan, that in the case that it's his property is being transferred directly to her. That is a kiyom of Vinasan, like we explained, because that is a, a gita v'chatzera boin ke'achas. So that's why we need the second case of Rava, where it's a courtyard. Now, if we only had the second Chiddush of Rava, where he puts it in his property, his uh, courtyard, and transfers ownership of that, that it would be effective. Hav Amin, I would say, Davka Chatzer. So I'd say maybe it's specifically in the case where he transfers his courtyard to her, that in such a case she's divorced. Avil Eved, but in the case of Eved, Ligzer Kafus Kafus. Maybe you should make a Gezerah. How can you say that it's effective when the Eved is bound, so he's not... He's He's not moving, he's not a chatzar ma'aleches, but maybe if you say that, you'll think also it's effective when the Evid is not bound. Maybe you should make a gezer, it's not effective even when the Evid is bound, therefore. Kamash Malan, the first case, the first Kiddush of Rava is that in the end of the day, if it's bound, that's not considered chatzar ma'aleches, and the Evid acquires it, she acquires the Evid, she acquires the get, and she's divorced. Comes along Abaye, and Abaye challenges the second Kiddush of Rava. Amar Abaye, Mechti. Let's see. Now, Abai's premise is as follows. Abai says, what's the source that chatzar is effective? Right? How do I know my chatzar acquires for me? Where does that come from? Right? Why does my property, if an item falls in my property, I acquire that item? Where does that come from? So Abai's premise is, it's the same as my yad. We look at my courtyard or my property as an extension of my hand. There's psukim that seem to imply this. What's that? Well, that's the assumption Abai is making. Does he have to notify the wife that the, 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 the is there? What? Does he have to tell the wife the wife may never find it? What? The get. Well, otherwise, how does she know she's divorced? But she has how to does know. She know that he put it there. He has to let her know. Yeah, well, the same way he has to when he gives it to her hand. Yeah. No, but in the, in the case of putting it on the property, it's different. Put it on her hand. She obviously Meaning, knows. It's obvious. No, what I'm saying is. Yes, no, well, yeah, but the point is that he, he if, for her sake, meaning, how's she supposed to know? That's what he's saying. The chatzir is like a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Abai, well, Abai, look at it, hear this. Abai is challenging Rava's premise in the second case like this. Abai is going to say like this. If the premise or the precedent that a courtyard is able to acquire for the woman, meaning her courtyard can acquire for her and thereby cause her to be divorced if the get's placed in it, is derived from Yad. Yeah, it, uh, it's derived from her hand. I mean, it's as if and it's an extension of her hand. If that's the Pshat, so Abayah is going to say like this. If so, in order for the Chatzera, for the courtyard to acquire for her, it has to have the same underlying theme, the same underlying qualities as her hand. So what Abayah is going to challenge is as follows. Abayah is going to say is, 
Yad is effective. When you put a get, in, a man puts a get in his wife's hand, whether she wants it or she doesn't want it, willingly or unwillingly, she's divorced. It could even be Balkarcha. It could even be against her will. But a courtyard, what are we talking about here? He's gifting it to her. You can refuse a gift. So the Gemara is going to say is, if the basis and premise and precedent, one second, of courtyard being effective is derived from Yad, so then maybe this is, shouldn't be effective because it's not the same as the precedent. That's a vice kasha against Rav. But I think that it works because they're simultaneous. He makes a present in, 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 and he puts the gift. But she has Robert. to accept the, get, the gift. It's a, present. it's a gift. You have to accept the gift. You could say no. The gift. But why are you making that assumption then? So let's see, that's a buy that's a buy is kasha. Let's see, let's see. Says Abaye. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Amar Abaye, Abaye says to Rava, Mechdi. Let's see, let's analyze this. Chatzer Mehecha is Rabbi. Where is Chatzer? What's the precedent for Chatzer? That, that her property acquires the get for her. Miyada, it's like her hand. But says Abaye, if that's true, Mayada de Isa ben Midaito ben Balkarcha. Her hand can acquire for her whether she's agreeable or not. Because with a get, you don't need her agreement to it. He can divorce his wife against her will. So af chatzera, so too in regards to chatzera, her a courtyard acquiring for her, to Isa, it has to be where it's, where it's in a scenario, bein midaito, bein balkarcha, whether she's agreeable or not. Now, if he throws it into her property, that makes sense, that even if she's not agreeable to it, it would acquire for her, because that's a chatzer, that's like her hand. But here it's a gift, she has to accept the gift. So how do you know then that would be effective? This seems to be an underlying difference in character between her hand and her courtyard. So the Gemara says, Vahamatana, because this gift, this case of courtyard that Abrava learns, Midaita Isa, she has to be agreeable, then it would be effective by Balkarcha Lesa. Lachaira, you don't see that it's effective in a Balkarcha strategy, and if so, it shouldn't be the same as Yada. And who says that this is effective? Abaya says to Rava. Maskifla Rafsim Barashi, Rafsim Barashi challenges Abaye's question. He challenges Abaye's assumption. But I'll show you, there is a scenario where the get is effective, even though it's not Balkarcha. I'll show you what's the scenario. We know until now, mostly we've been discussing when the husband sends the get to his wife. That's where he appoints a shliach to deliver the get to his wife. But there's another form of shlichus, which is called shlichus lekabala. She can appoint a shliach to accept the get from her husband. Now, wait a second. Shlichus lekabala, demidaita isa. That's only if she's agreeable to it. A random person can't walk up to her husband and say, I represent your wife, give me the get, and she'll be divorced as shliach lekabala. It doesn't work that way. It's only if she accepts it and willing, willingly agrees that someone should accept it for her. But balkar chalesa. However, it doesn't work against her will. Vikahavi shliach lekabala. And yet, it does work as a shliach lekabala. So you see, a shliach lekabala is an effective strategy for her to be divorced, even though it doesn't act balkarcha. Uh, so you see, there could be a divorce. She can acquire the get, even if it's something that doesn't necessarily work against her will. So says Rafsim Barashi Tabaye, maybe you can't challenge the premise of Rava, because even if it's not balkarcha, it could still be a, an effective strategy of divorce. So the Gemara responds, Abayi says back to Rasim Bar Ashi, two terutsim, two potential answers, that there's a distinction. 
So Abaye, Abaye responds, first of all, etu shlichus miyades, Rabbi, you're making a mistake. Shlichus is not derived from her hand. The precedent that a shliach works is not derived like her hand. A chatzar is in a chinami. The way a chatzar works is it's utilizing the strategy as if it's an extension of her arm. But the way shlichus works, that's not derived as an extension of her arm. Rather, me v'shilach v'shilchus, Rabbi. Is Hashem going to learn in a, later in the Masechta. But the point is, is that the, the, it's, it's a special drusha. We learned the Pasuk says, Vishilchami Beisoy. Now, the real pshat is with a mapeke, it means he will send her from his house when he divorces her, the husband. But if you take out the mapeke, it means she can send, which means she can make a shliach. So the source for shliachas, that she can make a shliach like Kabbalah, is not derived as a precedent based on her hand. It's, it's a drusha in the Pasuk. So maybe if it's not derived based on a precedent of her hand, it doesn't have to fit the qualification of her hand, and it could even be done balkarcha. But chatzera says Abaye, that's derived from her hand and it has to be that it's equally effective Balkarcha. This is not and that's why Abai argues with Rav and says this wouldn't be effective. The Ibai Seima or Abai could say a second answer to, re- to refute Rasim Barashi's question. Because Shlichus Lekabala Nami Ashkachen Balkarcha. By Shlichus Lekabala there is a scenario of Balkarcha. Right? Everyone is not going to be Balkarcha. But there is a category of Shlichus Lekabala that is effective against her will. What is that? Shekin Av Mekabal Get Lebita Kitana. Because the halacha is a father can accept a get for his daughter who is a Kitana who he married off. He can accept a get for Balkarcha and that's against her will by definition. So therefore the Gemara says is since the father can accept a get for his daughter who's a kitana, you do see in the category of shliach Kabbalah there is a scenario of balkarcha. Since there is a scenario of balkarcha, says the Gemara, maybe that's why shliach Kabbalah works. However, the scenario of chatzera, which is not balkarcha, which Tysus explains over here, because by a gift, she can totally avoid it. What could she do? She could say, I'm not accepting the gift. How could she do that? Be mafkir her field. She could say, my field doesn't belong to me anymore. She can avoid that. But the father, she has no say in the matter, and the father can accept it against her will. So says Abaye, I understand your case, Rasim Barashi, is effective. Shleach Kabbalah, as opposed to the case of Chatzera, when it's a gift and he gifts it to her, maybe that shouldn't be effective. He challenges Rava. Okay, let's move on. And we said in the Mishnah, the Tanakhama of our Mishnah said, not only can a get be written in the traditional way, on parchment, in paper, but it can even be written on an olive leaf. We said even on a sl- hand, the hand of a slave, and then he has to give her the slave, right, we said, and also on the horn of a cow, and then he has to give her the cow. So the Gemara here is going to, so the Gemara here is going to analyze the sec- last two cases. Why is it? Oh, why is it that you can't cut off the hand of the slave or the horn of the cow? Right, so now naturally everybody's going to say, of course you can't cut off the hand of the slave, but let's see, the Gemara is going to show halachically that there's a reason for that. So let's see. Meaning it seems cruel and unusual. Horn, I agree with you. Can't cut off? No. You can't. Meaning the Allah is he has you to can. give her he has to give her the cow entirely the cow. in order for her to be divorced. So that's what we're going to figure okay. out what's the svara in that. Is but, it is but if you do it on the horn, that's already cut off. Yes, yes. That would be that would be like that uh, would be any, like a staff. Exactly. Bishlama So the Gemara says, I understand by the case of the Yad, the hand of the slave. Right so on the hand of the slave, and he gives the slave. Why does he have to give the entire slave? So turning to Khafal from a base. I understand why he's not able to cut it off. It's not possible. Why? So Rashi explains over here because we know that an Evid Kanani has halachas ki'isha. 
He has the mitzvahs like a woman. Now, you're not allowed to cause, you're never allowed to injure a person, man or woman, Jew or, or man or woman. And since an Evid Kenani has the same halachas as a Isha, you're certainly not allowed to injure that Evid Kenani. Rashi takes us a step further, actually, because we know that what happens if you knock off one of the 24 limbs of an Evid Kenani? It goes free. Right. So clearly, you're not allowed to do this. So says Rashi, to cut off the hand of an Evid is not a hava. I mean, if that makes sense, that's natural. But what about the case of the horn of the para? Why can't you cut off the horn of the para and then give it to the isha? That doesn't. That's not us, sir. There's no issue there. You give the horn. Exactly. What's wrong with right? What's the isser in halacha there? Why is that a problem in halacha? Right. So the Gemara says, but regarding the horn of the cow, why not cut it off and then give it to her? So we actually brought this drasha earlier. So Amar Kra, the Gemara answers because the Pasuk says, Pasuk says, he writes the get and he gives it to her. And the Pasuk is implying there can't be a significant action interceding between the writing and the giving. Which means there can't be an action of cutting off from its source that would intercede between them. Let's see that inside. It's only effective if it's not lacking writing and giving, meaning it's only writing and giving, nothing interposing. As opposed to if you'd cut it off the animal after writing it, so then there would be a cutting off, a removal that would interpose between the ksiva and the nesina, and therefore that would be problematic. We're going to uh, discuss this again at the end of the sugya today, actually. What was it, Replenimus? No, I'm just saying the four cases in the hand of an is a crazy case because it doesn't last, not permanently. I mean, the whole thing doesn't No, you could tattoo it. We, we said that earlier. Earlier we said, if you ta- well, oh, so this gets into That's a right. shila there. Right. But the Gemara suggested there, if it has to be permanent, you could tattoo it permanently. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Gemara there, the Rishonim there discussed, Taisus there gets into how that's permissible, etc. But in Achanami, yeah, yeah. So we had a machlekes in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yisraeli, he said that you cannot write a get not on davar sheyesh beruachayim, something that has a spirit of life, a live item, cow, for example, or an evet. <laughs> Nor can you write a get on something that's eichlin, not on food. You can't write it on uh, something that's alive and something that's food stuff. Okay. So the Gemara now is going to explain to us what is this machlekes. Tanakhama says you could. So what's the machlekes based on? My time is Rabbi Yisraeli. So what's the reasoning of Rabbi Yisraeli? Detanya. So the Gemara explains this is the the brisa that, as we explain now, explains the opinion of Rabbi Yisraeli. So let's go. Safer. The pasuk says v'kasav la safer krisis. It says safer in the pasuk. Now, ainly ela safer. If it only wrote safer, says Rabbi Yisraeli. I think you can only write it on parchment paper, meaning on whatever is classically considered safer. Minai and Larab is called Davar. So says Rabbi Yisrael, how do I know that you include include any other sort of uh, thing to write it on? So the Gemara answers, Talmud Laimar, Vikasav Lami Kolmakam. Because the Pasuk says, Vikasav La. So Rashi explains, because the Pasuk could have limited it by saying, Vinasan Sefer Krisis Biyada. He places a Sefer Krisis, a parchment of separation in her hand. But instead it says, Vikasav La Sefer Krisis Vinasan Biyada. So the words Vikasav La essentially are extra in a certain sense. Since they're. I thought Kasav La was telling us that it must be, you know. Law, law is lishma. Law is lishma. The So the kasav teaches us mikol that it could be any sort of uh, material to write on. So in Keynes, Rabbi Yisrael says, if that's true, Matamad Laimar Sefer. So if it's any material, so then why does the Pasuk say Sefer, which implies that it's parchment? 
The Gemara answers that Rabbi Yisachar derives it has to be like the character of Sefer. Ma Sefer, just as parchment is something that's not alive and also is not food, so too you can use anything to write a get on that's not alive and is not considered food. So the Gemara says this is Rabbi Yisachar Shita. He derives from a Kosav law that it could be anything that's like Sefer, meaning that it has to be something that's not food or has has a, is vital as life. Rabbana, now what do the Rabbana say back? They say you could write it even on those things. So how do they understand the Pasuk? Iksiv b'sefer, say like this. If the Pasuk would have said b'sefer, with a base as the prefix, so that would be specific. Kitika amrit. So then we would expound the Pasukim like you said. B'sefer would mean specifically parchment, and then mikasavla would include things like it. But that would exclude food and things that are alive. Hashda d'chsiv sefer, but it doesn't say bis sefer, which is more specific. Sefer, sefer is a more general word. Now, sefer can also be, if you change the letter, the nekudos, it could also be lashon sipur, like sipur yitzias mitzrayim. It's something that tells over events. So says the Rabbanon, lesviras devarim huda'asa, that the word sefer teaches us that it's something that tells over information. As Rashi explains over here, that the get is something that dictates the information about divorce and the ramifications of that, which you write inside of the get. That's what Sefer is telling us. But it does not mean specifically a scroll. It could be any type of part, any type of material to write on. All Sefer means is a general document of information. Okay, but once the Rabbanon are learning Sefer means general information, just something that tells over information, but it means any document and any form of, you can write on anything, so the, what does Vikasav teach us? Rabbi Yisrael used it to expand the allowance to write on things. The Rabbanon hold anyways you can write on everything. So what do they darshan Vikasav? So they expound it to teach us this this connects us to the Gemara in Kiddush and Daf Hey. We'll get there Bezer Hashem soon. But he they use the word Vikasav to teach us that there's only one form of divorce, which is with this get, with this writing in the get. But you can't be divorced with money. Why would you have thought you could be divorced with money? You may have thought, the famous hekish between Avayel Yitzia, we have in Masechus Kedushin, where we connect, it says, it says, it says, Vyatsa teaches us she's divorced. Vahaisa means she gets remarried. And we connect those two. We learn halachas from marriage to divorce and vice versa. So you may have said, Ma Vaibekesef, just as one of the forms of marriage is done through the means of Kesef, Bekesef. So maybe you would have said is, how do you divorce your wife? Give her a payoff, and that's considered an effective divorce in halacha. But that's not true. Kamash Malan the Pasik says Vikasav, which is a miyot, it's a limitation to teach us you're only divorced with a shtar, with a get, and not with money. How does he know that? How do you know you can't be divorced with money? Because he derives it means safer crisis. The Pasuk says, safer crisis. It says it has to be a safer of division. And it, these words are next to each other. It says specifically limited, only a safer, only the get can cause the division. Safer course of Ein Davar Korsa. Nothing else can cause this division like Kesef. What do they learn from safer crisis? From the connection of these words, they derive from it. It's a very interesting halacha. Is that in the get, a person's not allowed to write a condition that would permanently bind him to the woman. So what does that mean? He could put conditions in the get for the get to be effective, but they have to be temporary conditions. Any condition that's permanent, as we'll see for the rest of her life, is not going to make the, this get will be rendered ineffective. We're so let's to, see. Kiritanya, as the Bryce, once again, let's read. Children. 
previous children normally do Having that? children. No, 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 that's yeah. different. No, but we're talking about putting a condition in the get. Yeah, I'm saying. Kinditanya, like the Bryce explains, If a guy writes in the get, this is your get on condition you don't drink wine. Or on condition you don't go to your father's house. It's really cruel. But if he says, so if he says it's permanent, that's not a proper separation. That's not an effective get. If he says for 30 days, so again, it's not the nicest thing, whatever the situation is, but that would still be an effective get because that's considered so that's what the Rabbanan learn from Sefer Krisis. Now how does Rabbi Yisaglili know this halacha that it has to be a total separation? So he derives me Karis Krisis, the extra Vav Saf, teach us the second drasha. The Idach, now the Rabbanan say back, Karis Krisis, Ledarshi, they don't expound the Vav Saf, that's not an extra letters that they use for a drasha, and therefore they don't need to answer that drasha. Okay, let's move on. Last section of the day now. Says the Mishnah. Of course, he has to pay ksuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, not, but, 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 money, but, but the but money, but money doesn't but effectuate the divorce. That's the point. He owes her the money. The it's exactly. Right. The get is the only way to divorce. Is, is yeah. To pay for the no, I mean you can pay whatever money you want, but that the point is, and you, a man does have to, because yeah, part of the ksuba. No, that's that's star, right, right. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a different situation because you're putting things together. Acquisition. Yeah, it's a big chiddush in halacha, by the way. The entire concept of divorce is like a huge chiddush in halacha. We look at things in a very secular light. Like, you were once together, now you're separated. But if you look at marriage as like a total union, so the whole concept of kares is like, a, it's like, it's yeah. like, this is, it's not pashit. I mean, yeah, you can go on about this, but anyways, it's a big chiddush. Let's see. Says the Mishnah. Now we're going to discuss two halachas in this Mishnah. We're going to discuss the issue of writing a get on something attached to the ground, one, which we already sort of discussed in terms of the issue of cutting things off, meaning detaching things. And the second thing we're going to discuss is writing something on a document that's able to be forged, meaning if it's a document that's able to be erased and rewritten, that also is an issue because then maybe the husband puts certain conditions into the get and uh, she fixes it up to her liking, basically. So we'll see. These are going to be two issues we'll discuss now. So let's go. That's the Mishnah. Now, there's two parts of this first part of the Mishnah. They're, they almost they appear contradictory. So we'll discuss this in the Gemara. I'll give two, two explanations. So number one, Ein kais v'mechobar lekarka. What's that? No, he's asking me. Oh. Ein lekarka. So the Gemara Mishnah says, one cannot write a get on something that's connected to the ground. However, says the Mishnah, if he did write the get on something connected to the ground, then he detached it and had it signed. He gave it to her. Kosher, it would be acceptable. Now, obviously, that does the, the, the second statement contradicts the first, because first you said you can't write it on something attached to the ground, and then you say if you wrote it on something attached to the ground and you disconnected it and had it signed, it would be effective. So we'll have to explain. So Rav Yudah Yuda invalidates Rav Yudah says it has to be entirely written and, and signed when it's already detached. We'll explain his opinion in the Gemara. Rav Yudah Mebeserah adds a new halacha. You can't write the get not on paper that was erased. So paper that was erased, it's able to be forged because I assume the way it looks is like there's already scratch marks all over it. You know, you write with pencil and you erase it. It doesn't look like it was. Who was just saying? No, the, yeah. I saw it to you. I saw it to an Israel. Khan was just saying. I developed an Israel that you 
things have been printed, the machine can totally erase right. stuff that's been printed. You can remove the ink somehow and reuse it. Right. But the point that's is, in general, if you erase paper, you it's able to be forged. So then if she erases conditions, adds in conditions after on that same piece right, of paper, right. you may not be able to tell. But Layala diftera, nor in diftera. The Gemara explained diftera is going to be, so that's why it's an invalid get. But Layala diftera, nor can you write a get on diftera. I believe the Gemara is going to explain it means unprocessed hides. If Because these are things that can be forged. But the Chacham say it's kosher. We'll explain this machloikis in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, one second, the first part of the mission doesn't make sense. It's inconsistent. The second part of the mission says if you wrote it on something attached to the ground, you detached it and signed it, it's effective. The problem is, Reisha, but in the Reisha we said, you're not allowed to write on something connected to the ground. So how do you resolve these two parts? The Gemara is going to tell us two terutzim in order to resolve these two parts of the Mishnah. The first terutz is, Amr Vidom Shmuel. So what Yudam Shmuel says is that the reason it would be effective is because he left over the important information to be written after it was detached. So said There's two parts of a get in terms of the writing. There's the typhus, which is just general information. It's like the general format. And then there's the Torah. Torah is the man's name, the woman's name, the zman, the place, these kinds of things. So, so ideally, the, the Torah needs to be. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Just one second. What the Gemara is about to say is like this: is that the case of our the Mishnah means to say like this. Ideally, you shouldn't write any of this when it's attached to the ground. But if he wrote the tofes, the general format when it was detached, and then wrote the Torah which is the key information, that would be effective. Why would that be effective? Because as we're about to say, this is like the opinion of a Lazar who holds Edi Mesira Karti. The Chasima does not need to be Lishma. Uh-huh. The Ksiva needs to be done Lishma. When it says in the Torah, the Kasav La, the Ksiva. What's the Ksiva? The Torah is the Ksiva. So therefore, even though ideally you shouldn't write the Tofes when it's attached, because then you might write the Torah when it's attached, nonetheless, if you wrote the Tofes when it was attached, detached, or the Torah Lishma, when it was detached already, that would be effective. Let me just finish the sentence. Rebbe Lazar, it's the opinion of Rebbe Lazar, the Amar, Eide Mesira Karti, who says that it's not the signers in the get that make the get effective, but the witnesses who see the transaction. Amar, so this is how you interpret the Mishnah. You shouldn't write, this is the first part of the Mishnah. Don't write the Tofes when it's connected to the ground, because you may write the Torah when it's attached to the ground. And the Mishnah continues and says, if he wrote the Tofes when it was attached to the ground, but then detached it, then he wrote the Torah and gave it to her. Kosher, it would be effective, even though there was a lechatchili. You shouldn't do that, but it was just a gezera. But it would be effective because you wrote the Torah. If the ksiva was done l'shma, let's just finish up. We might as well finish two minutes. Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish says the second explanation of our Mishnah. Chasmu shaninu. The problem is our Mishnah said chasmu. What did it say in our Mishnah? You detach it and you sign it. It doesn't say you detach it and you write the Torah. So therefore, your pshat is wrong. For a mayor, so rather Reish Lakish says it's the opinion of. Mayor, he says, which witnesses make the get effective, uh, effectively divorced, is the witnesses who are signed in it. This is how you read the Mishnah. You're not allowed to write even the Torah when the get when it get is when the thing is attached to the ground because it's a gezera. You might sign it when it's attached to the ground. However. Even if he wrote the Tophis and the Torah when it was attached to the ground, second part of our Mishnah, detached it, signed it, and gave it to her, kosher, that would be acceptable because in the end of the day, according to Remeyer, the Kasavla means v'chasamla, and only the Chasimah needs to be done, this would be acceptable. 
Let's finish off last point over there. Says the Mishnah. Says the Gemara Vaiter. Kasvu al cheres shal nakuv. What if he wrote a get on a potted plant uh, pot, which has a hole in it? So the only reason we're saying it has a hole in it is because in certain ways it's considered attached to the ground. This is not attached actually, but in certain ways it's considered attached to the ground, like it nourishes from the ground. So the halacha is if you wrote it on the sh- the pottery itself, kosher, it's acceptable. The He gives her the entire thing means you can't break off a piece of it and give it to her. The reason is because that would be considered a kitsitsa, a breaking in between the writing and the giving. But what he could do is give her the entire thing. So the Rashi explains over here, there's no gezerah. You might break it off because naturally you would actually give the entire thing over in this case. That's right. So you wrote it on the pot, exactly. However, if you wrote it on the leaf, of the potted plant, oh, right. so now the leaf is connected to the ground. So Abaye Amar Kashavarav Amar Pasal. Abaye says this is acceptable. You give her the entire potted plant, and that's acceptable. Rava says this is invalid. Why? Abaye Amar Kashavarav says acceptable. Turn to Chafez Madalif. As long as you give the entire thing to her, that's not a problem because there's no breaking, there's no removal in between the writing and the giving. Rava Amar Pasal. Rava says it's invalid. Gezerah Shema Yiktan because there's a gezerah. As you said, since a potted plant is considered nourishing from the ground, we're worried you might pull off that leaf uh-huh. and hand that leaf to her, and therefore we invalidate it, even, says Rava, where you give the entire potted plant to her. Okay, we're stopping at the top of Chafbeizim at Aleph. We're going to continue discussing cases of potted plants tomorrow, not necessarily regarding Gittin, though. Everybody have a wonderful day.